back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone from newbies to fanatics. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. And I'm your other host, Chris. Today we're talking interstellar horror. That's right, horror in space. Yes, Ryan and I were reporting from a undisclosed location on a space station uh, orbiting some no, stop celestial that. body. Stop it that. might be Earth, it no. might be Alpha Centauri, it might be Tannis. No. Okay, no. so, no. Oh, no, I'm sad. I can't. I'm sad now. First of all, okay, so we're talking about Pandorum and Event Horizon. Oh no 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 no! no. Event Horizon, then Pandorum. Give oh, or no, Event Horizon. Pandorum. Give or you, you need to get Pandorum out out of out of your body first. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fine, yes. Fine. Yes. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, and also because this is the order I watched it in. Don't ask me why. It's just the way it just sort of happened. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, this was a, a, a Chris oh. craving. Oh yes, I Anybody love who's listening sci-fi. To this knows horror. I that love this is horror. absolutely a, exactly this is absolutely a Chris craving. Mm. So, first of all, when I started watching Pandorum, the first thing I thought of was oh, anything in any sort of space movie that's called Elysium. I automatically do not trust because mm. it's because overused. Elysium, or no actually elysium is what uh symbolized in greek mythology it's the afterlife oh yeah it's like a conception of the afterlife so when something is called elysium i'm like everyone's gonna die everyone did i trust nothing (laughs) this is this is uh what's it called dramatic irony (laughs) right like there's there's a ship with sixty thousand people on it going to recolonize another planet. It's called Elysium. They're all dead. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Sorry. The the uh, a new Noah's Ark. Um, but Noah's Ark. They all died. Okay, they, <laughs> At least in Noah, they all survived. Okay, so the, it's one of the ships that ended up crashing and dying uh, with Columbus's ships, like San, like you know, one of those three ships. I don't remember. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Maria the Pinto. Yeah. No way. It's the yeah, the uh, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Yeah, whichever the two of those ships sunk and then went they to all the depths. Yeah, I thought they all really they all sunk. Wow, I don't remember history. You know, okay, this I'm is, cutting this out. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry um, for all history professors and teachers of mine. But anyway, um, so yeah, just to, your effort was in vain. Efforts are in vain. Um, so just for a quick recap, uh, Pandorum, uh, it's a sci-fi horror film. Uh, released in 2009, directed by Christian Alvar, and it stars. Um, I feel like a mostly unknown actors. The, the, obviously, the top billing name is Dennis Quaid, uh, who plays Lieutenant Peyton. Uh, and then uh, the main characters are Ben Foster as Corporal Bauer, um, and then the leading lady. Uh, Anche Trow as Nadia. So, um, the big the movie starts like in media res. Um, the Earth has been taxed with overpopulation, lack of resources. Uh, too real. Too, hashtag too real. So, in a last ditch um, effort to save humanity, um. They ever like a, a select amount of people, like sixteen k people, board this arc called the Elysium and is traveling um, in hyperspace or or suspended animation or I guess stasis for a hundred twenty years trip to uh, Tanis, which is this Earth like planet that is supposedly habitable, has water, plant life, you know, uh, all that all that jazz. Um. So Dennis Quaid, uh, aka uh, Peyton and Bauer, they wake up in the middle of a interrupted sleep sky- sleep cycle. Um, the ship is dying. The reactor is all crazy. Um, so they have to figure out what's going on, uh, why the ship is or where they are, why the ship is cra- is going wrong, why they can't remember anything. Uh, Throw throw all that into the mix as, mixer as well. The ship is populated by cannibalistic mutants. Um, so on paper, I mean, it's yes, it's a little it bit sounds tro- fucking great yeah, on paper. It's a little bit tropey, but it sounds really great. I mean, it's it's kind of like twenty days later in space, 
Um, with, yeah. yeah with, like the amnesia part of it, I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's see where you go. And they fucked it up. Yeah. Um, like on paper, like this, like the, that kernel, that grain of story, it's great. It's simple. It's classic. Um, yes, it plays on classic tropes, but like, depending on the execution, you know, it could be, it doesn't matter. It could be great. And the first, I say the first like five to 10 minutes, I was, again, this is my first time ever watching Pandorum. So when we were planning this episode, I was like, oh my God, Rai, we got to watch Event Horizon. It's the best. Um, and I know we wanted to do Alien or the Alien franchise as another episode because that's like the most famous like sci-fi space horror film of all time. Um, then at the time, Pandorum was on like Prime or I just saw it on my queue. I was like, oh, I'd never seen this before. Let's let's try it out. Now, in the first five to ten minutes. Um, Big fucking mistake. I I, I didn't I didn't realize how much of a mistake it was because like the first five to ten minutes like like the the it was you're right in the middle of action and the 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 lighting and the the, the cinematography was really cool like it was um it was dark it was creepy um it was definitely claustrophobic I love that shot in the beginning where um uh, Bauer he just wakes up out from hyper sleep he's like hyperventilating. Screaming. And um, they keep switching from third person to first person view. So you see like a fisheye camera um, and he's like panicking. It's, it's really erratic. He's trying to figure like and then you see him pull himself off the plug in his back. Um, so I was like, oh, shit, I'm in. And then as rival test, I, the story, it, the story gets away from them. I they were tracing multiple plot points, um, and they, they, I the story the story just fell apart. That's that's pretty much how I summed up my feelings about this film. Um, I mean, in terms for me, I loved the visuals. I love the feel, the atmosphere, the claustrophobia. Like it, I felt like visually, it felt you were they were like really cramped to claustrophobia. But they, that, that sense of Oh shit, we're 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 fucked and we can't get out. But the story just didn't hold up. That was my overall two cents. Right. You hated this movie. <laughs> or yeah, you had a lot of opinions about it. No, I hated it. Oh, okay, there you so, go. So they had me at the beginning of this movie for I'll say about the first ten, five to ten minutes. I'll no, you know what? I'll I'll cap it at maybe a solid fifteen twenty. So you have me at this point. I did like the visual of him waking up screaming because it did remind me of Alien, like in space, no one can hear you scream kind of thing. What got me, what sort of hooked me was there's a point where it sort of felt like a video game in the sense where he was like, I'm going to have to guide you and you have this, that and the other. And just the camera work and the way they were do like the way... The way they were, um, the environment that they were creating in the movie made it feel like a video game. And I like that. I even go so far as to say that the creature, like the human, the very humanoid creatures that were in this movie remind me of the clickers from, um, The Last of Us. So there were those aspects of it that I enjoyed. However, the minute... They started explaining what Pandorum was, the sickness itself. I knew that Dennis Quaid had it. And I knew that when Cam, that, that Jalo, Cam Gigante, I think is the actor's name. The character's oh, name is uh, the, Jalo or something. Yeah, the, uh, oh God, the, the guy who had all the hieroglyphics in his room or the, in that chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that kid. That fucking kid, as soon as he showed up, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. This is the quote-unquote Pandorum. That is young Dennis Quaid. Everything was just, by the end of it, they had me. And then it became painfully obvious what they were going to do. And it just made me mad. And it made the ending boring as hell. See, my reaction... I ended up really hating it. My reaction is a little bit different. Um, I thought, like, the reveal that... Peyton or Dennis Quaid was actually 
um, an older version of Gallo. Because at the beginning of the film, uh, in part of like the expo- exposition, um, right before, or, or I guess like in the middle of the trip, uh, they get a final transmission from Earth saying, uh, you're the last of us, or you're like the our last hope, or something along those lines. And um, you see the young kid uh, on the right, and uh, that apparently that kid uh, is Dennis Quaid, but a lot younger, uh, and he suffers Pandorum. He goes batshit crazy, uh, because with that message, they did a sensor sweep, um, due to some reason like an asteroid or nuclear war, um, the Earth is completely destroyed. It's like it's not even on the map anymore. Uh, and Dennis Quaid just descends into madness, kills a bunch of people. Uh, has a yeah has a role in creating the mutants. Goes into hyper sleep because uh, he got bored for some reason. Then wakes up again, and then I. The the his characterization in the the like second or third act got really 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 convoluted. I was like I, and when the twist happened, when the like, like the reveal, when oh Dennis Quaid was like the he he was the main guy who got Pandorum and he instigated the entire scenario. It just it, the execution was really sloppy, and I I found myself like really really confused with what was going on. So. After I finished the movie, I had to look up like the Wikipedia and just read the synopsis. Like, oh, that's what happened. Like, okay, that didn't. I I think they got carried away with the trying to force a shocking reaction. And I I mean, Dennis Quaid was really really chewing the scenery. And I I think I mean normally I would love that kind of stuff, but to me this time it felt like distracting from the plot. If you could give it a plot. So, yeah. I just... I, I did not enjoy this movie. Uh, I think that if you come out of a movie and the first thing that you do is you have to look up the synopsis because you didn't understand what it was trying to accomplish or what it was trying to do, you have a problem as a viewer. And you, you just... That creates a whole other slew of issues it was my understanding, now I could be wrong about this, but it was my understanding that in addition to helping to create the cannibalistic humanoid um, society or people, yes, yeah, that he would, once that sort of formed, he would wake people up from a hypersleep and sort of like watch everything happen and like watch them feel feed on what is essentially their own race not that they would know that because mm. they that's just sort of the feeling i got yeah i don't know if that's true but again like i watched this movie and i don't want to understand it i have to be honest but the fact that i'm i'm even questioning something that was very explicitly shown to me it just it wasn't well, well executed in theory and on paper it sounds great yeah yeah i think we Dennis Quaid's whole like mas- megalomani, megalomani. Uh, I guess like it, he became he, he becomes yes he becomes a tyrant he becomes mad with power he, he just brains all broken and he gets like this super nihilistic worldview is like oh yes uh like society is 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 all do- doomed but we could we still have to keep the human race um going and this is this is our, our new world this is the new human humanity we are born out of uh, or we we have to be savage because this, this is we have to be this is, because all this chaos and like all this um really far-flung ideas um and i just i think of it, i thought it was just weird like dennis quaid like why'd you go back to hypersleep like if you were so if you were so like deranged like why like i you know didn't like why why would like i mean you're just like prolonging your own suffering and it didn't make sense um i mean i guess with the amnesia that was his thought it's like okay if i don't forget that or if i forget if i don't know what's happening or what i did or forget my situation for a while that could give me some respite but still it's like it's just a really convoluted 
convoluted way of sidestepping some that that existential problem. So I think that I think that there were two ideas that they had for this movie. I think one of them was to go the Pandorum route. And they could have taken that 65 million ways, one of which would have been a huge cliche and something tells me that that's the way they would have gone. Or it could have been like lost in space, cannibalistic humanoids. And there you go. But instead they decided to, I think, combine the best and worst parts of both ideas and turn it into a movie. Mm -hmm. And while I was watching it, I had couple of ideas that i thought was what was going to happen uh one of them was there's this episode of doctor who where these two different groups of people are fighting a war and they don't know how long they've been doing it for it's just been passed down from generation to generation and they think it's been ages and millenniums and years and in fact it's only been like minutes Mm -hmm. so i thought that something like that was gonna happen which could have been cool Mm -hmm. but no Then I said to myself, oh no, this whole thing is just going to be one giant episode of Pandorum inside of Densecoid's mind. Hmm. Like all of this had happened already. Yeah, like a a really cheap deus ex machina. It was all in my head. Exactly, exactly. I have space PTSD. Right, exactly. And that would have made me mad because that's the real huge cliche of all of this. But... What, in fact, happened was the worst-case scenario. It was a very weak ending, and it was actually kind of boring. Mm-hmm. So by the end of this, I was like, what the... What? 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 Also, I know the ending's is supposed to be optimistic. Like, oh, It's not yeah. optimistic! It's fucking stupid! Well, yes, well, it's stupid, and, like, everyone's jettisoned. Everyone's... I mean, yay, Tannis, everyone can breathe, there's fresh water. But all those supplies in the entire library of crops and animals and uh, the the seed farm they they had in the ship it's now exposed to the crushing depths of the ocean it's probably going to be destroyed and I, yeah, yeah all of that stuff that they that she was working so hard to preserve it's it's, that she <laughs> it's was underwater to keep sacred and safe is she just abandoned and left underwater that what i mean pandorum 2 we can no. only we can only imagine like it's like it's it's uh what's it called like Robinson Crusoe or Meet the Robins or like I don't know um Castaway Pen- but in space Pandora <laughs> two we remake the movie only better hmm. anyway obviously we don't we have very strong feelings about Pandora so I just I I started out enjoying it and I thought I was really gonna have a good time but you know. I thought I was going to at least have a little bit of fun with it, but it was such a huge letdown. It was such a huge disappointment. But do you know what wasn't so, a disappointment? You know, a fucking Event Horizon, uh, Let's man. talk about Event Holy Horizon. Balls. Let's Let's talk about Event Horizon. Okay, the, I, I just, I just want to say something. After watching both of these movies before we get into Event Horizon, I've come to a very startling, not startling, a very... Uh, Enlightening? Logical conclusion to all of this. Mm-hmm. Mankind is not and will never be emotionally or mentally ready for space travel it's never gonna happen <laughs> we're gonna fuck it up somehow and we're gonna make the stupid decision we are not ready for, we will never we be will ready look into the crushing black depths of space as we go to its edge and then we will go insane or and have we're Pandora. gonna go space crazy <laughs> and then and we will travel through hell and uh, through a black hole because elon musk creates the gravity drive oh my god that would happen I, so for me, the way I, I described this to a friend of mine today, I was like, so I just finished watching Event Horizon. Keep in mind, this is at like 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was like, I just I just finished watching Event Horizon. It's Hellraiser in space. Yes. And I sent her Yes. I sent her a still and she was like, I need to watch it's this. It's very good. That's, that's how I would describe this movie. It's Hellraiser in space. Yes. It's great. It's uh, great. Yeah. I... It still doesn't chase the fact that mankind is not ready for space travel. It's, no. Um... I, I love that description. I love the description the 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 original director writer um uh well Paul uh, Paul W S Anderson he directed it 
and Philip Eisner, he's the writer, and um, how they pitched it to their studio, uh, which was uh, Paramount at the time. Uh, they were like, hey, this is The Shining in space. And everyone's like, oh shit, yes, yes, go, have some money. Um, now, Take all of our money and go make this movie. Yes. Now, apparently this movie went through a lot of production trouble. Um, uh, there was a whole, bu- a whole myriad of factors, like the filming editing was really rushed um, because at the time Titanic was going to meet its release date um i the original cut got like a nc-17 rating especially uh, because there's this one the one scene where well actually i guess a couple of them like one when they were watching the 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 video logs and they see the original crew being tortured and then the third act where sam neil um he's showing this surreal montage of torture scenes like it was basically um so basically oh that was great yeah basically there's there's a series of shots where the original crew uh of this rescue ship that's on that's researching and salvaging the event horizon um they all are trapped in this hellscape and they're all being tortured it's very much like one of those old school christian paintings by bosch where it just has just a giant giant mosaic painting of people being tortured in various ways in hell um so because of that uh uh, the the director was forced forced to refilm recut and edit down the film so it could get like that r rating um and then at um since then the director regretted caving and changing that cut um but back since it was filmed in 1997 uh with the limitations of the medium at the time um a lot of the old archival footage was destroyed or heavily damaged so until further notice is a loss of time which makes me really sad but besides that besides all those production woes (laughs) event horizon is such a great it's like and i mean i aliens always gonna be like at the top but like i would say second place or if not like a really close tie event horizon because it's so well done it's such a simple but well-executed idea um the the effects are incredible and um it's just it was it's an instant cult classic i i feel um, and plus, like, the cast just kills it. Like, this has, like, Lauren Fishburne, Sam Neill, uh, Kathleen Quinlan, uh, Jason Isaacs. Um, oh, who's that? Other? I always forget his name. Uh, Jolie Richardson? No, wait. No, that's that not. That sounds right. That's, that's, one, of, that's one of them. Um, no. God, who? It's the. Um, he's the pilot. Oh, Sa- uh, Sam Pertwee. Yeah. Uh, mm. he's great. So, I love this cast. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm monopolizing the co- uh, this conversation. I love this movie so much. Rye, this is your first time watching this. This is so great. It was my first time watching both these movies. But I will say that one of the first thoughts that I had was that, uh, what Event Horizon does very well that I, th- I know Pandorum tried to do was create tension and build tension and create a very scary atmosphere event horizon does that very well uh i like that you sort of don't fully understand what's real and what isn't at first and because they haven't already explained what the ending is going to be even though you can guess any any number of things even though they sort of because in pandorum as soon as they explain that another captain had pandorum and that was it i was like oh great name of the movie it's we're done Great, that's what's going to happen. With this, you didn't have so much of that, so I liked the questioning, I liked the self-doubt, I liked everything that they were setting up for. And you want to talk about claustrophobia, I realize in Pandorum you're stuck in a tank, and I realize in this one you are too, so they're a little bit similar in terms of the hypersleep tank scenarios, but the most claustrophobic part of this movie, and I don't have claustrophobia, I get uncomfortable in very large crowds, but I don't have claustrophobia by any means, I felt a little 
claustrophobic when Sam Neill is checking the panels. Oh, is it? And First of all, he's, he's, shitty, sh- shitty design, by the way. Who the fuck p- puts it down on identical fucking corridors? I don't understand that, but that's not going to... Well, that's that one. Affect, like, that's two. Who designs a, a reactor core that looks like straight out of Hellraiser? Like, there's just spikes. There's Sam Neill! There's, there's, well, one, there's the big grinder... Where you walk down, it you, does look like a meat grinder. Yeah, you go, you walk down this walk, this catwalk, and there's like this meat grinder, and you, apparently, like, it negates like gravitational effects on the on the core, and then like the actual gravity drive, you have three rings with like these super creepy looking uh, metal plates and rivets, and there's just spikes, spikes everywhere. There's no reason why a room like that should have spikes, but. Here we are. It's great. I love it. It's just straight out of Hellraiser. Obviously, the ship was built by a demonologist or a cultist. Um, actually, that's one of my favorite pieces of trivia. Um, so Sam Neill's character, uh, he plays Weir, who's the designer of Event Horizon and the Gravity Drive. And uh, he's named after... Oh, I lost my page. One second. Well, obviously, I can't find it right now. Okay, so take my word for it. So, Weir's named after uh, a character from history uh, who was um, a scientist, an occultist, and a demonologist. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. So, Alistair Crowley? No, no. His, his, na- his, his name yeah, okay. was like Weir or Weirus. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like super German. Um, but yeah, trans- it translated to English, like the closest name is like weir or weirus it's like oh that's so cool that's very awesome yeah anywho uh um so for those who didn't watch it uh i highly recommend this movie so just a quick uh, recap of the synopsis so um uh the event horizon was this experimental ship uh whose design was to um, achieve faster than light travel, and it, it does this by creating a literal black hole uh, and traveling from one point in the universe into the other. And it vanishes after seven years, uh, and then suddenly reappears. And Lauren Fishburne is uh, the captain of this uh, rescue and salvaging ship called the Lewis and Clark. They get dispatched. Uh, they find her event horizon orbiting a moon of neptune so they're billions of miles away from helper civilization um and what i really love like you you mentioned before it doesn't give you the answer right off the bat gives you like little breadcrumbs and it just slowly reveals how like fucked up and terrifying the ship is um so the, the first thing was one of the first things they did was um they scanned the ship and they for for life, and they they're all confused because the entire ship is giving off life sensor readings, and so that's the first big question mark. Oh, what's going on? And then we find out the ship has literally gone th- into a d- another dimension, a dimension of pure hell and chaos, um, and it's come back, um, and the ship uh, is sentient and it's driving its uh, all the occupants occupants crazy. Um, and in particular with Sam or Sam Neil or, or Weir, it's like possessing him uh, and making him like his sort of servant slash avatar. So very, very, very much like The Shining. Um, I love it. It's great. It's an excellent plot. One concern that I had watching this movie was for those of you who've seen Ghost Ship, you might know where I'm going with this. One of my big concerns for this movie was... I was hoping that it wasn't going to turn out like a ghost ship scenario in that Sam Neill was well aware of where the event horizon had gone, what had happened to everybody, and that he wasn't just luring the crew there knowing that they weren't going to come home. Yeah, like he was like a like a, a patsy or a mole the entire time. Right, exactly, exactly. And I was really sort of hoping that that wasn't the case because I've seen it before and I feel like no matter which way you do that trope, it's still been done to death. So I was very pleasantly oh, no. surprised. Oh no! Oh no! Sam Neill becomes possessed, and he becomes a like a chaos cultist, and he just he just 
he and the, the he becomes sh- a no-eyed pinhead, yeah. right? Like that's that's what happens. Yeah, like, like and then like the sh- he he gets he gets he he flies into space and the ship revives him and he's covered in scars and he's and he's just super strong. And he's like, oh, Sam Neil, I love you. You should be in more films. I like it's so good. I definitely had a moment writing down while I was watching this. I wrote I I sincerely hope that the big bad in this movie isn't anything like real anything physical so it's not like pandorum where it's like a cannibalistic humanoid it's space and the unknown itself that's what i was hoping for that's what i want yeah this film is very much like love crash and horror um, I love. I mean, I really did enjoy this movie. I walked away with a smile on my face, saying, "Well, shit, I really enjoyed that." I'm glad. I I love this movie. This movie is really precious to me, and it, like a lot like the thing. And it's like, oh, this I, I people need to watch this more. Well, asking you shall receive. We did. Mm-hmm. So, this is Hellraiser in space. Clearly, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm shocked, like, at some of the reviews for Event Horizon. Like, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 27%. Um, You know, Metacritic gave it 35 out of 10. Robert Ebert gave it 2 out of 4. And it's like... uh, No, no, they're wrong. They're all wrong. Uh, But Roger Ebert also really enjoyed The Cell, so we can't shit on this. This is true. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Um, I still can't believe he gave that like four stars. I know it's, I know it's a it's a strange, strange world. Uh, so Ryan, so what what was your favorite part of the of Horizon? I thought you were gonna ask me what was my favorite part of each movie. My favorite. Oh no 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 no! When it was over. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I like the way they did the end. I like the way they spliced in all of the hell scenes, if you will. I did thoroughly enjoy the imagery of the crystallized bodies that were floating around when they turned the gravity back on. When those just dropped and it shattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they had no one thought to like strap down the floating corpse. Nope. <laughs> right. You know, it's fine. And also, like, the, but I th- the, the, the ship had zero heat at the time. So, so when the heat would return, like, that all those pieces turned into like festering. It would be liquid, like, bodies. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> right. uh, I think, I think the one. Sort of homage, if you will, because you said that the director sold this to the company like The, the Shining in Space, exactly, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think the biggest thing that really shows you that is when they've made it to the safety of the rescue boat, if you will, the emergency like little life raft, if you will, and... One of the characters sees blood on the back of his hand, and he goes, "What the hell?" And he looks up, and blood is now running all through, like on top of them. It's engulfing them. It's everywhere. So, what happens after that? Much like The Shining, is you see this giant wave of blood. It pours out of everywhere, and I, when I was watching the film, I was like, "Well, that." Couldn't have been an accident, but now that you're saying it was sort of sold that way, it makes more sense to have that shot in there. I don't think, I mean, clearly I can't pin down one part of this movie that I enjoyed more than the other. It was just overall, it was just just a, a good space horror. I have no problem. I mean, I, I there were some, th- do I question the science? Yes, because I question the science in all of these sci-fi movies well that's why it's because i don't think there's any right there's no real way to to deal with it but i i don't i didn't have a problem with this one right i really want elon musk to build a gravity drive so he can travel to hell (laughs) no you don't no you don't no you don't but sam neil's sam neil's there sam neil (laughs) chris what did i say at the beginning of this uh, at the beginning of this 
Mankind is not and will never be ready for space travel. Space we have proven hell. in every single one of these sci-fi movies, we have proven that as a society and as a race, we cannot handle this. You know what? That's why we can't get that's why it's not being built. We cannot handle you this. You know what I really find funny? Like like it's we we uh, yes, you know, we, we can argue all day that like the US um landed on the moon because of human progress and building towards a utopian future and the power of science and technology no that's that's kind of bullshit the reason why is because we wanted to beat the russians to the moon just because we were having the cold war and you know it was just a matter of oh yeah let's see how big we could build our rockets or let's see how we could demonstrate our political military strength and and you know that's that was the major impetus for the space race you know, not no, not like altruism. No, no, yeah. So that's that's the reason why we're we're not meant to go to space, but we will. But we're we're gonna screw it up. No, we're gonna, no, we're, no, and then we're, we're gonna not. end up in we're hell. We're gonna screw it up. We're not meant to go to space. Actually, it's funny you should mention the space race. There's a show on Apple TV that's coming out. That's basically if the Russians had won the space race mm-hmm. instead of us, what would have happened? Mm-hmm. So I have to assume we're watching that. Yeah, we're we're gonna watch this. It's very good. It's not horror at all. I know. It's just I love I love speculative. Alternate That's why I was saying I'm like assuming that. you're watching it. I actually didn't know about it, but now I will. Um Oh, so okay, so speaking of things you didn't know, I mean maybe you did know this, but while I was reading up stuff about these movies for the episode, there's gonna be an event horizon TV series. Oh. I feel like I've read that. Wait, when was that announced? I feel like I've read something about that. August. August, okay. Hmm. Uh, I think on Amazon is where it's going to. Oh yeah, August twenty nineteen. Paramount and Amazon Studios develop. Okay. Oh wow, our friend, a good old friend, Adam Wingard. He's executive. Oh no. Producer. I mean, no. so no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Adam Wingard, you know the the director for the live action Death Note movie. Uh, we're we're not talking about uh, that. Okay, well now I'm on, now I'm on uh, I don't know, now I'm on danger mode. <laughs> Why are you on danger mode? Yeah, because like, well, I guess like Death Note. I mean, that's a different thing. Well, it's not related. I mean, I'm sure he he still has a lot of horror chops, but um, he does. He did your next. We loved your next. This is true. We did love your next. Um. I haven't seen the guest. I haven't. Uh, I did see ABCs of Death, though. <laughs> and he did segments in VHS. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus, he did Blair Witch, which, 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 haha, which is going to be an upcoming episode at some point. Yes. So, I will just write him off for Death Note. I'm not going to write him off for anything else. Okay. Everyone gets one. Everyone gets We're just going to pretend that Death Note never happened. And, and that's the best way. That's that's how it should be. But, um, yes, okay. Uh, give me a TV show. That's that's awesome. Um, I, okay, I had a thought. I know this is a bit of a tangent. I just wanted to say it before. That's okay. Uh, it escapes my brain. So... Another reason why I love Event Horizon, it was very instrumental in inspiring and setting the tone for one of my all-time favorite horror video game franchises called Dead Space. So, Rai, are you familiar with Dead Space? Not at all, but it sounds lovely. Okay, so... And by lovely, I mean horrifying. Yes, yes. So, (laughs) um, think um, Alien meets John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, with a dash of Event Horizon. So it starts very much in the, s- the same way as... Um... That sounds very body horror filled. Oh, Oh, yeah. There's so much body horror. It's so good. Oh, Chris! We gotta do an episode on Dead Space. It's so good. Anywho, oh, so the beginning, the beginning of the film, it's much like Event Horizon where... Um, um, a bunch of... Uh, a rescue team... Um, goes, uh, picks up a, a distress signal of a mysterious ship, um, um, of high value, and, um, the rescue team 
gets a lot more that can chew off. It's infested with this horrific, like, Lovecraftian, uh, beyond comprehension cut type of force. Um, so, in, so where the John Carpenter body horror comes in, uh, the ship is infested with these creatures which are formerly human, uh, but they transform uh, into like these really messed up creatures called necromorphs. Um, uh, but very much in the the matter of Event Horizon, um, uh, an, an alien they the, the rescue team has to investigate. Um, they, uh, and then their original mode of transportation gets destroyed, so now they're stuck on the ship, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, and, um, people, um, uh, all this, all throughout this time, uh, members of the crew are seeing really fucked up hallucinations, they're going crazy, they don't know what's real or not, and, um... And one of the biggest things, um, even though it's really small detail in Event Horizon, uh, it plays a major element in Dead Space where uh, there's this one scene where Lauren Fishburne, um, he's um, about to square off against Sam Neill. Uh, so he goes to the tool or his, his maintenance locker and he takes out a rivet gun um and used to repair ships and he uses it as a projectile weapon and that's a huge element of these of dead space where uh you don't actually have at least in the first game primarily where you don't have access to like normal conventional weapons but you as the main character play as an engineer and you use uh mining tools and laser cutters uh just standard like futuristic power tools but you use them and as offensive weapons and it's like oh so cool i love it so that's new, that's another reason why i love event horizon so much because it inspired my of course yes. Yes. you like a video game like that yes it's so of good course. of course i mean of course dead space doesn't fact it doesn't it's, it's it doesn't dabble into like the hellscape aspect but i mean we have doom for that so that's fine um it's still really good Anywho, I love this movie. Space fact. Space fact. And not fact, really. I actually don't know how accurate this is or if there is anything to back this up. However, my husband was listening to Dear Hank and John today. And Dear Hank and John, if you don't know, is a podcast with Hank and John Green. And they were talking about Mars and it's inhabitability. And I immediately just started like hissing at the phone. Just like, no, we're not ready for this. I don't want to talk about how hospitable and habit- and like how we can live on Mars. Because it's not, it, we're not there. And even if we were, we're not going. We're staying home. We're not doing this. So they were talking about the prediction of the cycles of the levels of certain gases in the atmosphere of Mars. And how the oxygen levels weren't being, like, weren't as predictable. And the reason why was because the readings that they were getting made it look like something was taking the oxygen away. Demons. And then putting it back. Demons. <laughs> at certain points. And I immediately was just like, no, no, we're not going to Mars. We're done. Demons do exist of, on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought of Event Horizon because of where the ship had gone. It sort of created a brain for itself. So I was like, oh my God, what if planets are sentient? And I went down this whole like internal spiral. We're not ready. As, as I'll say for like the third time as humankind, like we are not ready for travel, for space travel. We should just not no no we could be though i do like the idea of not aging and and being put into a sleep just floating inside of a chamber that that sounds lovely mm-hmm. i'll take a couple of years of yeah that. That we, we can all be like captain america and like wake up 100 years later and still look right. beautiful and still look fantastic Indeed. yeah no we can I'll look fantastic that. in hell <laughs> i can't that is the only aspect of space travel I will allow. Oh, uh, going to hell? Is, or is the sleeping. <laughs> okay. No, not going to hell is the not aging sleeping space bit. Hell. And I will... No. 
Okay, so Chris wants to go to hell. Yeah. That that's where he wants to cool. go. It's be great. Oh my god. Um So How many planets would you give this? Uh well uh how many how many planets? Uh ten out of five planets. <laughs> more, more planets than the planet has room for. No no no. I meant I meant for both of them. Oh, for uh Pandorum? Mm, two two and a half planets yeah thank you for being generous no, I, uh, are you gonna give it zero planets i was gonna give it like space poop space poop. that's space poop isn't a planet so i'll give it one mm-hmm. one planet mm-hmm. one planet because every because a lot of what they were doing was just too painfully obvious and i was bored by the end of it and no you no yeah I mean, so I'll give it. I'll give it one planet. Okay, but then I'll give Event Horizon four out of five. Oh, wait, what? Where? What, what happened to? Wait, where's the other planet? It's not perfect. It's not perfect. What? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> wait, did we? Did we? Did did I miss something? Wait, was there something that you didn't <laughs> like about the film? Was is the I fifth planet in hell? Every. Every okay. Oh, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> because every movie I thoroughly enjoy, I don't want to give a five out of five because then I feel like I'm being too nice. Okay, well, but I gave it a ten out of five, so it's already skewed. So if you give it a four out of five, I'll, fine, I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. Yeah. <laughs> Democracy. <laughs> that is that is space hell dictatorship right there. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, coerce your. Or influence your vote. So, oh, I just, really? I gave it <laughs> ten out of five. I just, I, I was like, okay, uh, I, I'm just generally. So, you, well, you didn't. So, so. No, no, I really, really, really okay. enjoyed this movie. I'm just, I, I don't want to come off like I, I'm giving everything I enjoyed like a five out of five. Well, that's me. So I'm really, guilty. <laughs> no, you're 100 percent guilty. No, I no. Okay realistically no this wasn't a perfect movie but i will give it a five out of five because i was so thoroughly entertained that's great um and because i love sam neil sam neil's great i i want sam neil to be more things i'm sure he is more things i mean i felt like daybreakers yet Daybre. oh my god daybreakers we We, should add that add that the queue i'm adding it to the queue please do um also i just want to my last point the last thing I want to, I want to mention, uh, my my other favorite piece of trivia uh, from this movie um, involved Jason Isaacs. So there's this one scene where um, Sam Neill has gone full blown possessed by Event Horizon. He has no eyeballs, um, and <laughs> he ambushes um, Jason Isaacs, who's a medical officer in the med bay. And he stabs him, guts him, and he starts surgically, like, disemboweling him. And then he mounts his body uh, to the ceiling with a series of hooks. And he, like, vivisects his entire body. So all of his organs are spilling out on the the table. And then Lauren Fishburne, he's running. uh, He's like, no! Um, And he's he's on the warpath. Now, to achieve that effect, they created a dummy of Jason Isaacs with with, with, all, with all the, you know, the entrails. And uh, Jason Isaacs loved this this dummy, uh, this uh, this replica so much. He asked the prop department if he could keep it, and I guess he was a little bit too enthusiastic about like asking for it because the prop department was, was was freaked out so they told him no he couldn't have it because it was like destroyed or they gave him some out some reason even no even though they had they had like zero like reason to not give it to him like it's like they they denied jason isaacs a, a piece of the piece of history the prop it's like oh jason isaacs i was working on that team i would have vetoed everyone i would have given you that that disemboweled doppelganger of you there's no such thing as being too enthusiastic about having a murder horror movie prop in your house i have a chucky doll yeah so there's no such thing as being too enthusiastic i shame on you shame on all of you yeah so justice for jason isaacs he give him his disemboweled corpus back (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so I guess we're going to end it on that. <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Everything helps. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left for Dread Pod. You can find us on Facebook. And don't forget to check us out and come visit us on our website at leftfordread.com. And uh, Ra, what can our uh, dreadfuls look forward to next week? Okay, so I think a while back I talked about how us as Americans have a tendency to ruin uh, remakes of foreign horror. Mm. Uh, so next week we're going to be exploring one of those. Oh. And this this is a movie I happen to really enjoy the foreign version of and not the American remake at all. I thoroughly hate the American remake. Mm. So not to try and like skew how you're going to feel about it before you watch it, but just be prepared for how much I remember hating the american remake because you might like it and i could just shit all over it <laughs> uh, and that's what i'm gonna leave them with. great oh not telling you titles because it could be anything at this point anything oh one more thing i we're recording this on the tuesday but when this episode comes out it's gonna be friday the 13th in december Woo! so it's gonna be the second friday the 13th of this year and uh, black christmas will be coming out that day so if you want some christmas horror it. uh Go see it. And yes. Yes. Um, so with that, uh, enjoy. Enjoy uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, enjoy Black Christmas. Enjoy this film. Event Horizon. Not Pandorum. Definitely. <laughs> definitely Event Horizon. And uh, <laughs> don't forget. Stay dreadful. Stay <laughs>